friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you slow down and live in rhythm with Jesus so you can experience the life he offers. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and if you've been listening for a little while, well, you know this podcast is really just four friends hanging out and talking about the spiritual practices that are currently changing our lives. With me today is Bill Holbrook. If you didn't know this, why are you laughing, Bill? No reason. Keep going. Bill has a criminal past. Many things. It's true. Bill, a long time ago, along with millions of other people, he was a media pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and once illegally downloaded the Lord of the Rings before it came out. And it only fit on three DVDs at the time, which meant every 45 minutes I had to change it out my DVD player in my dorm room. You had to have a DVD burner. My uh, desktop PC that I, I built had a burner in it. We were good. Fit. Whoa. So, yeah, let's go. Just DVDs. I'm just going to throw that out. Well, Media pirate. Media pirate. Put I that, love that. Email signature. <laughs> put that on a plaque and take that to the next job. Right? <laughs> uh, joining Bill is my lovely wife, Kelly Shelton. Kelly does not have a criminal uh, past. However, she is a killer. Nice choice of words. <laughs> nice. Wow. What? A, a killer deer hunter. Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> she has two deer to her record. Uh, bow, rifle, or vehicle? Vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's never shot a gun in her whole life, and she has more deer to her record than probably a few men listening to this podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hunting shots, season? Shots fired. Oh. Actually, no shots fired. That's right. Hey, you make it sound like it was purposeful. Tears were shed. Tears I, I'm fully were shed. aware. I'm fully Tears aware. were shed. Yes. All right. I love these little fun facts. Last but not least, our friend, whose legal name I can't actually pronounce, but I'm going to go ahead and try, Jose... Giuseppe Colazano. No, it's the no. other way around. Season two. Yep. Okay. Well, the international man of mystery. There we go. American terminology. Josh Colazano. <laughs> Very Midwestern of you. Hello. Hey. I really you? like the accent at the end. <laughs> so, friends, if you're listening, Josh, we've been friends a long time. Yeah. More than a decade. S- <laughs> I've been saying, and some of it's intentional now, but I've been saying your last name wrong. Mm-hmm. For at least 15 years. But specifically the whole season. <laughs> well, for the listening record. It's okay. Season two. But yeah. Colisano. 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 You're all so close. <laughs> do it. Do it for us, <laughs> listeners. Season two, right? Tune yeah. in. Tune do we, do we let it be a cliffhanger? Yeah, cliffhanger. You know what we'll say? We'll, we said this from kindergarten in 1985 all the way till now. Yeah, that's, that's good enough. When it comes to my name, that's That'll good work. enough. That works. Yeah, that works. Or, or just hand. That's yeah, me. Present. There you have it. That's good enough. <laughs> and we're off to a great start. We are. Well, just a great right. start. It's a Friday All afternoon. Right. So, <laughs> friends, uh, this is the last episode of season one. Hmm. Wow. Hard to believe. Episode twenty-one uh, of this season. The year's coming to a close. The holidays are approaching, and. Uh, feels like we're all looking ahead to 2023 already. I know I'm already thinking about like what trips we've got coming up and holidays and you know Christmas gifts, all that kind of stuff. But we just want to take a minute and say 
thank you for joining us on season one. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a, not, I don't want to say experiment, but it was a leap. We didn't know, you know, what this would turn out like, and we've had just way more people listen to this than we ever thought, really. And we just want to say thanks, and we really hope this has been helpful uh, to your pursuit of Jesus. And that's the reason why we're doing this. And we've got some great news for you. We really, really want to do season two. We're planning on it, but we need your help, actually. And that's and that's the reason we bring this up. We really want to do a season two. If you don't know, um, Sequel uh, is a nonprofit ministry, and that means we exist because of the generosity of other people like some of you listening. And so we've had a small group of financial supporters that have come alongside us for season one and, and made this happen. But we want to ask you for some help. Would you help support this podcast? So many of you have shared with us that you're listening. It is amazing the response that we're getting and that people are reaching out to us and letting us know. And you're sharing it with others. And what I love is that makes you a part of what God is doing right? We're, we're all just a part of what God is doing. But what we would love is will you take it a step further? Will you partner with us and just help expand this reach and expand into a new season and what God's doing? It's really fun. We are enjoying this and we love that you're on this journey with us. Yeah. It seems like every day we're getting a story from somebody, a text, a DM, an email, and it's clear God's doing something. And so that's why we took season one and, and we're going to learn from it and we're going to, Josh and I, we've been talking about um, how can we innovate on season two and, and, and just make it better. But most importantly, we want to come alongside you for another season to help you, to encourage you uh, to pursue Jesus. And so here's what we're asking for. If you could figure out a way to give $10 a month or $25 a month, we're not asking to be kind of the, you know, $1,000 a month or $250. We're just... Whatever it is that you can do to help support us, you can go to sequel.org slash donate, click the button. It'll show you exactly what to do. You can sign up in under two minutes and um, anything you can do to help support the podcast would be amazing. Everything's tax deductible, as you probably would expect with a nonprofit, but we're excited about season two and uh, planning on making it happen. So if you're listening to this on your phone, all you need to do is scroll down into the show notes. We're going to put the website sequel.org slash donate. You can click that again. It'll take under two minutes, but anything you can do to help out, we would be so grateful. All right. Speaking of gratitude, it is a new month, which means a new spiritual practice. And this month, the focus is on gratitude. All right, so one thing you may not know about our uh, our friends here, one of our friends, Bill Holbrook, uh, is a professional coach. Bill, tell the people what you do when you're not sitting around this table. That's a that's a great question. Uh, the best term I can use is a business coach or consultant, which sounds not that fun, but I get to help people communicate with each other and employees treat companies really well. So you wear a suit. When I have to. I mean, it's Zoom, so they only see the shirt. Half a suit. So you've got shorts underneath. <laughs> sometimes. I will say that sometimes, yes. All right. So Bill is, um, maybe the way I would say it is he's a soul seer, <laughs> a, a soul reader. 
Not really, but he is an Enneagram expert. Uh, he is a Gallup Strength Finder expert. He's a Myers Briggs expert. Uh, he's an emotional intelligence. I want to say expert, but that would imply that you are an expert, emotionally intelligent person. Is that true? Let's just put it this way. I have a lot of head knowledge. Okay. Uh, those in my family that live close to me might wonder about the effect of going from the head to the heart. So we'll just leave it there. <laughs> so you're human is yeah, what I'm you're human. saying. It Absolutely. just takes time. Just takes it just time. takes time. 42 years and growing. <laughs> yes. But, but one thing is true. There are many certificates and plaques. There's a lot of certifications <laughs> and plaques. Yes. That's it. So my point is, is like you really have a deep knowledge of how the human body works, how the brain works, how it's connected to the heart. And you've got, you know, decades of experience. Hope I'm not exaggerating there. Decades of experience in coaching people, leading people, helping them to learn more about themselves. And Right? Yeah. And that's one of the most beautiful things is when you see somebody become aware to the different assessments and profiles and all of that, and they sit there and they go, oh... I can move forward with my life in a new aware way. That's a that's a beautiful moment. Right. I can speak to this personally. Bill, you sat down with Tim and I a couple of years ago, and I feel like I learned so much from these different tests, and your coaching has been yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's been great. I'm not understating that. It's been great. Thank that's, you, Bill. <laughs> Anything I can do to wow. help. It's, it's, it's been decent. It's, it's been <laughs> decently great. Yes. Okay. Here's the reason I, I bring that up. Oh, soul seer. This practice of gratitude. I would love for you, since you you know, are the resident expert, because this gratitude is a part of like everything that you do in terms of helping people, coaching people, that kind of thing. Talk to us about gratitude. Maybe define what gratitude is. Yeah. So we're all starting from a level playing field. And then let's unpack this practice together. Yeah, gratitude in its simplest form is just being grateful for something. Now, many of us feel that on a daily basis, and we internalize that. And you know, we may say thank you. Somebody holds the door for us. We may compliment our spouse or our kids on something. But I really define gratitude as that intentional feeling of gratefulness that makes its way out into the world. That you know, we have these things in our mind, but what brings them to the surface? Whether it's talking to somebody, or writing in a journal, or sending a text or an email. When we move from the internal state of "Man, I'm really grateful for that." outward, it makes a difference. I love that it takes being intentional to actually process that. Yeah. You know, where some moments we'll just let them fly right by, but to just take a minute and process through that and and allow it to settle in a level deeper than just, hey, thanks. So just tell us, why do you use this in coaching? Why is this something you focus on? I mean, we're we're not talking about the spiritual quite yet, but why is this something that you focus on as your coaching you know, clients, people, friends. Yeah, it's 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 easy to me. Most people focus on the negative. We talked about that a few episodes ago where they have that negativity bias. When we actually start focusing on the positive and being grateful for the things in our life that are there, it really starts to shape the way we view the world. And, and there's a lot of research that's been done specifically on our health, on the negative versus positive person. We all know this intuitively, but it's that part of when we... There's been studies done that show that when we're grateful for something, it actually releases dopamine in our brain, which allows our body to feel better, and it will quite literally rework the pathways in our brain. And so there's a model in coaching where you go, man, we're working on all this stuff. What, what if we just focused for a little bit on what was going well? Hmm. So it, you're saying it's really good for our physical body. Yeah, yeah, gratitude. I mean, just think of in our lives, like we, we should go around here and just say it. When you're grateful for something, when you articulate it, when you say specifically thank you to somebody for something that's made an impact on your life, how does it make you feel when you do that? Hmm. 
Oh, and it's a two-way street. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, that made me feel really good that you said that about me. Yeah. That made you feel good because you said that. Yeah. <laughs> right? So everyone's sharing in that. There's there's the two sides of the coin there. We don't we want to process through the emotion. But man, like think about our lives right now. In those moments where we have runaway thoughts and the, those negativity cycle that we get into, if we were just to pause, like somebody puts an alarm and we have to stop. And we were able to be grateful for some things. Mm-hmm. How could that shift our mindset? Yeah, my friend, our friend, we all know him, Mike. I won't use his full name because he wouldn't like that kind of a thing. He's also a media pirate. He's not he a media get, pirate. He doesn't want to get caught. He does like the band Fish, though. So he probably pirated some of Fish's stuff back in the day. Anyway, that's a tangent. That is a tangent. That's right. Anyway, I was uh, hanging out with Mike one day and we were talking about gratitude and he said, yeah, every morning I get up and I write down three things I'm grateful for. That's so good. It, it is. And I bring that up to say like, there is this practice Yeah, and we're going to connect the spiritual dots in just a, just a minute, but to practice, it takes discipline. Mm-hmm. But Mike is one of the most grateful people I know. I mean, he just, you know, and not everything's perfect in his life, but he just lives with joy. And Tim, one of the things I remember from our childhood, and this is once again, not on the script. I remember, uh, your dad, one day we were going to church on a Sunday morning and he started backing the car out of the house and something with the mirror got ripped off in that moment. He now hit, He hit the light pole. He hit the light pole. Mm-hmm. One of the most stressful mornings for any parent is church on Sunday morning. How did your dad respond? He literally got out of the car, walk, boy, I've forgotten this. He literally got out of the car, walked in the house, locked the door, and started thanking Jesus for all the things that he has. Instantly. That's a marked moment in my brain from that. So like left you guys wow. in, the, in the car? Like Everybody got out. No, I mean, we, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it was a, no, 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 I know. Yeah, but like, you went deep to the well for wow. that one. I had wow. totally forgot about that. Yeah. But that's, that's that moment, right? Yeah. Something bad happens. If, 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 and we're talking practice when we'll do spiritual, mm-hmm. if we could train our brains in daily life when something negative happens to process it, don't repress it or move past it, process it, and move into what it feels like to be grateful. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by the Bill Holbrook Center for Spiritual Emotional <laughs> Leadership Personal Success. Don't be a leader. Be a B-H-C-F-S-E-P-S leader. <laughs> you can register it. <laughs> Bill, Josh, and I have been... Oh. <laughs> wow. That's not a thing, but it so, should be. So it branding, should be a thing. <laughs> we have a branding campaign, registration page. There's if always this is, an office oh my goodness, reference. Always. Yeah, this yeah. is QR your first code. time listening, though. Oh, my goodness. Please go Sorry. back and Sorry. get to know us a little bit. We're not crazy. Oh, wow. That was, that was really good. <laughs> well, let's turn the corner on this because I, you know, again, that wasn't in our, in our notes today, but take that episode with my dad. Yeah. Right? Here is the spiritual applicability of this. Anybody who knows my dad knows that he is one of the most joyful people on this planet. True story. Yeah, absolutely. Right? He has this weird sense of being able to hug everybody and Mm -hmm. look them in the eye and love them. And um, it's beautiful. But he hasn't always been like that. I mean, he he just hasn't. Mm -hmm. I remember growing he hasn't always been this way. And so what has happened is a deep, intimate connection with God developed in his like early thirties. And he somehow figured out how to put the practice of gratitude in his life and connect it to not just being grateful for being grateful sake. Yeah. 
but that it is the gateway to joy in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tim, as you say that, there, there's a quote we use around Sequel. We stole from somebody, but it's that gratitude can be a gateway to joy. And, you know, doing some research for this, one of the quotes I found from a, um, a Jesuit priest was, it's not joy that makes us grateful. It's gratitude that makes us joyful. So think about that That's for so a minute. Good. It's not joy that makes us grateful. It's in the moment when maybe things are not joyful. Bringing gratitude to the table can produce joy in us for the things that God has done in our lives, and mm-hmm. that's that's such a key. And I, you know, as we think about that, man, one of the things that I keep going back and forth on is this: Well, nobody wakes up in the morning and says, "I want to be ungrateful today." <laughs> like, there's nobody out there that's sitting right. there going, "I think today I'm just going to be the most ungrateful, intentionally ungrateful person." Well. It, it, Bringing it back to my dad, my dad will be 67 in uh, this month. November, November, yeah. And I can't help but think of what he could have been, which is that kind of crusty, bitter yeah. old man yeah. that, if we're being honest, we all know a few of those. Mm-hmm. They watch way too much of the news or yeah. they, you know, whatever. I mean, we can, we can characterize those, those men and women, but... In a lot of ways, it comes back to the practice of gratitude. It's really hard to be crusty and mean and grumpy if you were grateful because you have joy in your life. Yeah. I think that some people honestly have a natural disposition to see maybe one way or the other. Yeah. Like that's in wiring. So I think there's probably some fighting against that wiring. However, I can think of seasons that I was stuck in that and in ungratefulness and negativity. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like asking God to show you or asking God to shift your perspective is something that was really incredibly helpful to me in those seasons. Well, remember the four of us, um, friends, for those of you listening, we went to Estes Park, Colorado. We do a leadership experience for some of our Refresh and Encourage alumni once a year or so. Anyway, one of the sessions that we do is called Remember, and it's about the practice of remembering the faithfulness of God, which we covered a couple months ago. And gratitude might sound a little similar to remembering, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's different. You can remember something but not be grateful for it. Yeah, you can. Right? And then uh, gratitude is the e- expressing gratitude, not just remembering. So mm-hmm. there's a little nuance there. But anyway, one of the things that we said in that session, if you remember, we remember the negative events five times more than the positive. That's which is so crazy. And Bill, I think mm-hmm. I think you've said that to me and I've heard you say it to other people in coaching. We are predisposed to negativity bias, right? Yeah. You know, as we think about this idea of like of how do we become grateful, what does gratitude look like? One of the things that works against it is this idea of negativity bias is we see one negative thing and then we just attach it and project it and do all these different things with it. And all of a sudden everything's negative. You know, think of a, a glass of clear water. You put one drop of black dye in it and mm-hmm. it becomes black, right? That's that's this idea of negativity. And it just, it permeates everything. That gets in the way of my gratitude sometimes is when I see one thing go wrong. Um, that That's me. Around the table, what what gets in the way of you being grateful? Like what's something for you that kind of stops you in your tracks from being grateful? I think it's jumping that soundtrack because when you said that, I can think of seasons where if you think of one of those notepads that you would see in a kitchen that are like on a roll and you just keep adding and then this happened and then this 
and then this and then this and, and it's get like more intense along yeah. the way and it's like when are you gonna tear the page and yeah. like start from a clean slate what about you guys what, what gets in the way of you being grateful i think for me if i get too wrapped up not in just like maybe the thing that went wrong or didn't go the way that i thought but when that pattern continues one thing i've learned is that I really do need to stop and, you know, in the good moments on the good days. And when I remember to ask God, I'll ask like, God, what am I not seeing here? Yeah, perspective. Yeah. yeah, it's perspective. Mm-hmm. Cause I really don't think like when something bad happens or we form an opinion about something, I really don't think we actually get to see the whole picture a lot. Mm-hmm. God does. And I know for me, if I will just stop and actually ask him like, Hey, what am, what am I not seeing here? it can kind of clear itself up. And then I can actually move and be like, oh, that's right. Yeah, you know better than I do. And I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the same for me, Josh. And I would add to that when I get put in an uncomfortable position, in other words, when I'm not surrendered, mm-hmm. we talked about that a couple months ago, and when the I want what I want comes out, yeah, and then you don't do the things that I want and I get into a uncomfortable, inconvenienced yeah. position. Oh yeah. That's a good word for it. When I'm inconvenienced, mm. pretty much that's what, that's it for me. When I'm inconvenienced, all of a sudden that negativity like, uh, creeps in and then there's a little bit of like mental snowballing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I just, I actually just want to be mad. It's not mm. a choice. I just actually want to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you probably have experienced this. You need to stay out of my way what? for just a few minutes. Why, why can none of us look Tim in the eye? Right now? Every yeah. one of us yeah. is. Now, We're looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, down. you too? No. And honestly, bringing it back to this, the spiritual part of this practice here, you know, we talk about the nine or 10 practices around this table that are currently changing our lives. This is currently and has in the past changed my life because that happens actually really you know, few and far between. It, it doesn't happen very often in my life. It does mm-hmm. happen, unfortunately, but it doesn't happen very often. And it's because combined with surrender, combined with the practice of remembering, combined with the practice of settling, when you put all of these things together, the totality of my connection and intimacy with Jesus, I just tend to not be super ungrateful very mm-hmm. often. It does mm-hmm. happen, yeah. and you know, but it just doesn't happen very often anymore, which I want to bring it back to like, okay, so we're talking about gratitude a little bit circularly here. We're talking about what it means from a definition of just what, what is gratitude. We're talking about the things that block us and get in our, in our way. We've talked a lot about like, how would we define this? It's a simple definition. So I'll read it a couple of times. We would define the spiritual practice of Gratitude as the intentional act of feeling and communicating appreciation for God and what He has done in our lives. So it's just literally communicating, feeling and communicating gratitude to God for who He is and what He has done in our lives. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we think this is such a big deal is not just science like Bill talked about. It's because Jesus practiced gratitude. And that all the people who discipled underneath him when he was alive and then beyond, they practiced gratitude too. So you can look at a lot of the prayers Jesus did in the New Testament. He starts with, you know, Father, I thank you for. Yeah. Thank you, Uh, Father, for this. Right. Uh, If you want to look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 through 18, you know, Paul talks about the practice of gratitude in that. Um, He actually talks, uh, starts most of his epistles with, Father, I thank you for, or God, I thank you for, you know, or he's thanking the people 
his his congregation. And remind me again where he wrote a lot of those letters from? Jail. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was that. Think about that. In chains, huh. Ex- yeah. exactly. Uh, huh. That is why it's a key component of the daily rhythm. If you've been tracking with us in the daily rhythm over the last year, we're so grateful for that. If you haven't, you should check it out. Go to thedailyrhythm.org, and you can look at this month's daily rhythm on gratitude. But the way the daily rhythm works is we do five days of work on the practice through the the art of listening. And then in that sixth day, we look back over the last week, remember what God has said to us, and then we practice gratitude and then kind of get some perspective on, okay, what did this week look like before mm-hmm. we move into Sabbath? We think it's that important. We devote yeah. a whole day to gratitude. So yeah. what I want to ask our audience is this question, like, you know, you're hearing a lot of talk about this from us, but I want to ask you, what would your life look like if you were 10, 20, 30, 40% more grateful than you are right now? Yeah, I think the, uh, the return on the investment air quotes, would be more than the 10, 20, 30, 40%, right? I think it's a, I guess to use another term like that, it's more compounding than that. I just know that it is. Absolutely. And I can't help but think like these words, free and light. It's what the podcast is about. Mm -hmm. A play on Eugene Peterson's words, you know, for the easy yoke, life to the full, that kind of thing. I can't help but think there's no way to have that if you're not grateful. True. Yeah, I, I, I love that, Tim. And I, I just want to throw it back to remembering for a minute, because you made a great comment earlier on the idea that remembering, we can remember things and not be grateful for them. I think that 10, 20, 30, 40% improvement could be in remembering things and then allowing Jesus to show us where he was faithful in that. I, I know in my life, I mean, there's been multiple things I remember. In the moment, they were hard. A year later, they were hard. Sitting here 10 years later, I thank God for them because they shifted something in me or my situation. I think that that within itself could could help me a lot in keeping to go back there. Yeah, and I'm not trying to like quantify gratitude. Yeah. That's not the point of asking that question. It's just simply to get you to think, how would your life be better if you intentionally looked ahead, looked at the things God has done in your life, who he is and what he has done, and just said, thank you, God, I see it. What's going to spring up in you is the wellspring of joy. That is why gratitude is the gateway to joy. So what I want to ask the three of you, if you're sitting down with somebody, you know, a lot of times when we think of the podcast, we just want the person listening to be the fifth person at the table. So you've got, you know, so-and-so here at the table with us, like what would be your practical tips on how to practice gratitude in your life? I've got two. Maybe we'll pick one. Something simple and practical that I do is in the, like in the back page of my, my pocket journal, I just keep a list of people in my life. And I go through multiple journals, you know, throughout the months and years so that the list is ever evolving. And on my good days, I'm flipping to that back page. And sometimes I just pick in a name at random. Sometimes I don't even have to flip to the page. I feel like God just puts somebody on my heart and I send them a text or a, you know, a voice memo or even call them depends on who the person is and you know, what their relationship is. And I express like heartfelt gratitude and thanks, um, encouragement, affirmation. Hey, so-and-so I just want to thank you for being in my life. I'm a better person because you're my friend. You're a great dad. You're a great husband. 
And I just want to affirm that I'm grateful for you, whether that's a text or a call. Sometimes that's in person, you know, with someone I'm in, I'm in proximity with. And then the other one is integrating that into a pattern when I've noticed that I have to do something of, I guess, significance. What I mean is I learned this years ago in, in ministry, my previous career, I guess it's weird to call it a career, but worked in church world. So a lot of times, I'm not saying every time, not perfect. Most times I can say that before stepping on a platform or in front of a group of people, I would try and get away. Sometimes, honestly, it was the bathroom because it's the only place you can <laughs> maybe hide. I just need a quiet place backstage mm-hmm. somewhere. And I would practice gratitude and what that would always result in after two minutes of thanking God for my life, my family, my circumstances, my job, this opportunity, whatever, it left me in a posture of humility. And what better way to step into something than from a posture of humility? Like, I'm not God. I'm not the most important person in this room. Mm-hmm. Like he is, and I get to, yeah. right? Yeah. So those love are two that. things for me. I love that. Kelly, how about you? So when I am with people intentionally, whether it's lunch or coffee at one of our experiences, I really want to be present with them and then express to them the gratitude of having them in my life or what they've brought to my life or what I'm experiencing in them or through them and just be present in that moment and be grateful and and allow myself to process through that. And Kelly, I've, I've been on the other side of that, and you're you're a feeler. I'm a thinker. And so <laughs> when you use those words of, hey, Bill, thank you for this, or I see that in you, you call something out of people, and you're being grateful, but it also produces something in them. And so I think that's a that's a great way to show gratitude that has like lasting impact with people. Mm. Yeah, and you're, you're holding space with them and affirming them and doing that too, um, but it's also doing something in you through Absolutely. that gratitude. It's bringing you joy in the moment. Yeah. Bill Holbrook. Yes. What do you do to practice gratitude? Man, I, I really try to write it out. That's a way that I process my thoughts and feelings uh, is I write it out on paper. Try to list that, that three things. Uh, it's a good thing to go back to when you can document it over time and go, mm. oh man, I've, I've been grateful for this before. Man, I've been grateful for this many times. Maybe I should tell that person. But for me, I like to, to journal it. And Kelly, I use a little bit of your gift there. I will, any event I do or, or dinner I go to, or I usually will text people after something. And I just want to use this word, something specific, because using a general thing for gratefulness, Hey, uh, great job, buddy. I you, think you're, you're great. You're awesome. I'm yeah. grateful for you. <laughs> yeah. That, it, that, w- that's not it. <laughs> the, the specific, uh, the specific thing that you're grateful for and how it made you feel, it changes the whole game. Bill, it's always going to take me to the edge of tears. There we go. That's how much I bear. Every time. I mean, <laughs> yes. it, is, it is true. I've learned from really you, the three of you are way better at this than I am. But I've I've learned from you specifically, Bill. Like, be very specific with what you're grateful mm-hmm. for. It, yeah. it really matters. Uh, and again, this practice of gratitude is not just about being grateful for the other person and what God is doing in their life, but it's also about what He's doing in our lives and how He's shaping our hearts. And again, that's why we say. Gratitude is the gateway to joy. If you want to learn to live more free and more light, we've got to be grateful. One of the things I do, I'll just share mine. Um, When I lay my head on my pillow every night, I try to uh, tell God one thing I'm grateful for. And it's, you know, we teach this practice of examine in some of our uh, experiences. And it's, I've just kind of taken that and said, 
all right, let's just, I'm just kind of running through my day and just trying to find that one thing I'm really grateful for. And I tend to do that in the morning too. It normally is, dear God, thank you for this coffee. <laughs> that's a start. That's Amen. a start. You, you we know? all need a Amen. primer. Yeah. We need a primer. But it, that's, anyway, my point is, is like the going to bed, the waking up, I just want to kind of start my day, uh, you know, on the right foot. So anyway, that's, really that's, that's what I do for my practice of gratitude. So Friends, I hope this was helpful, this conversation around the practice of gratitude and those kind of practical tips on what you can do in your life uh, to make this spiritual practice a part of your rhythm, your spiritual rhythm. Again, if if you want to learn how to practice this, go to thedailyrhythm.org. Join us for this month's Daily Rhythm on the practice of gratitude. You won't be sorry. This will really help you put this into place. And uh, you, again, you can check out thedailyrhythm.org and join us this month. All right, you know what time it is. It is time for three things we love. All right, friends, it's that time of the podcast. Three things we love is our chance to spread a little joy into your life by telling you about three things we have recently discovered that we absolutely love and we think you will too. Now, you've heard this before, but we're not trying to promote anything. All we're saying is, hey, we love this, and we think you should check it out. Bill Holbrook, you want to start us off? I would love to start you off. I have a new toy, and as they've mentioned in the show, I love technology. And I have got a new ring called the Aura Ring. It's a really fun device. It tracks a lot of different things. The reason I have it is that it's been helping me with my sleep and identify when I need to go to bed, when I can wake up, how my sleep rhythms are. Uh, the older you get, uh, newsflash, the more sleep you probably need. And it's a little ring that goes on your finger and has heart rate sensor and all kinds of fancy things in there. But it's great. I love it. I can see the little green lights like flashing. Is that what that is? Those yeah, are, like, it does. Sensors. It does heart rate and uh, has like heart rate variability and uh, pulse and all kinds of different things in there. When when you showed like it, it to me, mm-hmm. the comment you made was, "I didn't want to wear." two watches, <laughs> one for running and then one, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, doesn't, doesn't like a smartwatch do something similar. Yeah, right? they do. And it's just, it's cool. It's been helpful for a few weeks. And uh, my goal is that I can get, uh, I can get better at my rest. Ooh, so I'm going like to be that. honest. I didn't hear anything you said in the last 45 seconds because you started off with, I love technology. Yep. And as soon as you said that, my yep. brain went to Napoleon Dynasty. Exactly. <laughs> it was a key reference. Yes, I love technology. But not as much as you, you see. But I still love technology. Always am forever. Oh, all right. What's it called, Bill? Aura Ring. O-U-R. It's a Finnish company. They founded in 2018. It was a Kickstarter campaign. And it's a ring that tracks all your data. It yeah. looks great. I was going to say, it, it looks does. like it looks like one of just like a graphite or whatever. It looks like a regular ring. I'll say that. It's not some clunky thing. And the web app on your on your phone is, is really cool. That's cool. All the different, because I'm a little bit of a data geek. And yeah. so it fits. But this is helpful information. It You're is. talking about rest, mm-hmm. recovery. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Mr. Colizano. Oh, I'm next? Did oh. I say it right? Yeah, yeah, that's probably the closest you got. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, all right. See, we don't have to leave him on the edge of a cliff. Oh, it took 15 years. It's all good. It's okay. Um, at the time of this recording, we are 
on the edge here in the Midwest in Michigan into the colors changing. It's beautiful. By the time you hear this, that is still maybe lingering a little bit, but it will still be. The, and you're shaking. Your Everything head. Will, will be dead. I'm hopeful. Dead. No, it oh, won't. I'm it hopeful. Won't. It's November. It's, it's okay. Dying. Including Bill's heart. <laughs> so <laughs> depression disorder. I learned they don't have these everywhere. This is like a Michigan, for sure Midwest, but you know, not very many places. We have cider mills. And in Michigan, specifically our area, there everybody's kind of like attached to theirs. Oh yeah. But mine is the best. It's like gangs. I mean, it's like, like oh, you gosh. fight over donuts. I mean, well, I've heard people get. Did you just hang on? Just took a pause. The show. Did you just say? I did. That defending cider your cider mill is yes. the same thing as defending your gang. Yeah, I was at a conversation one time here in Northville. It was Apartmenters versus Three Seaters. I remember sorry. those days. People were like yelling against each other over the donut quality and the yep. donut texture and the like, cider. Does your cider mill have a train? Yeah, it was that kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, right. So here's, here's, here's what's great okay. about this. I haven't even mentioned the cider mill yet, but you mentioned those and I used to live down in this area and I remember hearing the same exact thing and I would just sit there quietly and then when people were done like trying to argue about do you have a train what's the consistency <laughs> of cider say well where I'm from we have Yates Cider Mill come on so Yates Cider Mill is the oldest one in Michigan mm. it is still water powered and it's hands down the best the best cider the best donuts Amen. when it comes to cider I'm not saying all donuts I'm saying cider mill donuts if, you, if you're from the Midwest and you're from Michigan it's a different you know category of donuts yes so shout out to all my Plymouth, Canton, Northville, whatever friends. Take a half hour drive north and then you'll never go back to your... A cinnamon sugar warm donut from Yates yeah. on a cold fall day yeah. is like heaven. So, so it turns good. out you can actually order them from Yates and they you will can. ship them because I have sent them to people many times. Yeah. Um, so uh, my parents overseas have received them from us here. Oh, I And my that. sister, when she has been overseas, has received them yeah. as well. When, we'll keep up. When we lived in Florida, that's what I missed the most. Was cider mill stuff? Yes. That's it's true. the most fall thing, yeah. Yeah, see, the most that's, Michigan. That's true. Yes. Florida got some other stuff, but wow. not cider mills. Well, nope. friend, if you're listening and you receive Yates Donuts, just do yourself one favor. Well, before you eat it, pop it in the microwave for 10 seconds. Yep. Then eat it. Wait. You're welcome. Then practice gratitude. Yeah. Then eat it. Well played. Ten seconds of gratitude. Eat the donut. Yatescidermill.com. All right. Well, Kelly Shelton, since you have the mic, what is your favorite thing? Yes. So it's actually a gift that, Tim, you got me. And they are leather earrings from the Little Design Co. They sell leather goods, bags, wallets, earrings, and I wear these at least five times a week. I feel like most of the week I have these earrings in and they are quality made. They're made in Michigan. I know that they they ship. And and this is what I really want to say is, guys, Christmas is coming. And, hint, hint. and your girl would love these earrings. She has plenty of different designs. You're going to find one that would suit her best. But they are beautiful. Yeah, her stuff's really, really good. And um, it worked for me. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's like, what can I say? What can I say? I'm awesome. I it mean, worked for me. Earrings five days a week, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, they look awesome, Kelly. And for the first time maybe this season, I don't have anything snarky to I say. No comments. Oh my goodness. No comments. No comments. Look at you all Feels like up. a win. Would you, would you the like The holidays coffee? are coming. Coffee that's a gift. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift. 
Well, all right. There you have it. We have the Aura Ring. Am I saying that right? You are. Aura. The Aura Ring. We've got Yates Cider Mill. Apparently the best. Cinnamon powdered sugar. Not even apparently. Okay. <laughs> the best. You can order them online in the Little Design Co. And uh, they make great stuff. Leather, jewelry, and bags and all kinds of stuff. So check them out. So there you have it. Three things we love and think you will too. We'll put all the links in the show notes so you can check them out. And our hope is that this brings just a little bit of joy to your life as you pursue Jesus. Bill, Kelly, Josh, season one is a wrap. Friends, thanks for joining us for this episode of Free and Light. If you know someone who would really benefit from this episode, would you share it with them? When you share it, you let them in on this conversation and one amazing truth. Jesus came to give us life to the full, a life that is free in life. Until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Kelly. I'm Bill. And I'm Tim. Seek well. Free and Light is a podcast of Seek Well Ministries. We believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate connection with Jesus. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit us at seekwell.org slash donate.